Good morning. This is the Bottom Rock Podcast. On today's episode, I wanted to talk to you today about the snowball effect and how to stop momentum. This is the third week of January 2023. The New Year's resolutions with people and their promises to themselves of New Year, New Me are coming in full throttle. But along with these resolutions are a backlog of storylines. From my perspective, some of them get pretty funny. Some of them are annoying and irritating. But all of them are obvious. We had one individual come in and say, I haven't been able to run for quite some time. I signed up for a marathon that's coming up in May. But I can't run because my ankles are locked. So then then this person doesn't have a crutch or a cane. They're able to move completely i just watched this individual take their shoes off sit down take their shoes off and then i asked this individual to squat just so i could see both physically how they're moving but also where their barriers are mentally as this individual squatted the movement was about six inches and i watched this person sit in a chair and take their shoe off that the chair is only 18 inches off the floor and their shoes were quite tight because they were a dress boot and needed a lot of mobility in the ankle to change, uh, to move around, to remove the footwear. And so as a squat happened, the movement was so minimal. I say, well, squat further. The reply was, I can't, my ankles are locked. I said, okay, can you sit in that chair again? They sat in the chair fully. The ankles had full range of motion. And they said, no, my ankles are locked. Uh, This is different. I fell into the chair. Basically just countering what the problem is. So I pointed that out. They didn't understand. The person who came in after that said they can't move their, sh- their arm above their uh, 90 degrees. So I tossed them a ball above their head and they caught it. They didn't notice the change. There are so many times when we put the barriers in front of ourselves that we don't understand where the momentum is of our storyline. I see that with the dieting, I see it with the weight loss challenges, and the changes in relationship tensions, in marriages, in new relationships, in business relationships, we hear it all day. And the person gets focused on the storyline that their their boss is difficult, or their colleague is against them, or the person is wants to take their job. Or their husband is useless and he's not helpful with the kids. And this story gets bigger and louder. But every year and every day we wake up, we have to take responsibility to stop that momentum. To take the next step. And the easiest step is the smallest Now, I first was given this book called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. And this book is 
written and illustrated by Charlie McKessie. And recently, there's now a short feature on Apple TV where they've brought the book to life. And it is filled with all kinds of little golden nuggets and reminders of the universal language of love, of reminders to ourself of motivation and things that we can go through. And I thought it was the perfect example and identif- to help identify ways to move through our barriers that we put in front of ourselves. The individual with the locked ankles, for example, is now running pain-free just about a week after uh, first coming into the clinic with these locked ankles. They're now running 16 kilometers pain-free. The individuals who are nearing divorce are supporting one another with their motivation. They were already great at communicating, But once we realize that it's not about communication, yes, communication is key. And they say communication is the way to success in a relationship and with ourselves. But you have to be receiving information and you have to be motivated. And the, the main thing with motivation is that we have to feel freedom. And to quote, there's a quote in the book, one of our greatest freedoms is how we react to things. React when things are small by expression. So when we start to feel that pressure, when we start to feel that, that sense of tension, when our breathing or our muscles get a bit tight and shallow and we're feeling a little bit overwhelmed or disconnected, start immediately with the communication to be open and honest with our partner. Um, Use discretion at work. Obviously, there's you need to share some things privately, but mostly connect with the true support network around you so that we're not getting into our shameful experiences. We can have guilt, but we really want to avoid getting to shame. Shame is the most painful. We're at the level of shame when we're getting into those greater stories, those most obvious stories. Well, I've gained weight because it's in my family history. Well, I I have this disease because it's in my family history. That is obviously a backlog of a story that has been told for decades and generations. And the first step is the smallest and it's the easiest once we're able to gather ourselves. Shame wants us to hide. Shame tells us we're not worthy. It tells us to withdraw and it gives us our physical and emotional anguish. So how can we contain that? Well, there's our anger that builds up when we're getting close to our shame and we're living in our shame. And what we need to do there, there's we need to express that anger. We need to express that tension. 
And there's hot expressions of anger and cold expressions of anger. I mentioned this before briefly on another podcast. But we absolutely need to vent the developing pressure. The hot expression of anger is the most obvious and it's not socially acceptable. Yelling, slamming things, throwing things and raging. That's obvious. We see that on TV all the time, and that's where it gets a bit confusing. Myself, as an avid sport observer at this time, we see the managers in baseball absolutely go ballistic, running out of the bullpen, throwing bases, kicking dirt, yelling and swearing. That's a hot expression of anger. The cold expression of anger is the healthier and more socially acceptable expression of anger, of the tension and venting of the pressure that builds up. The most physically obvious is submersion into cold water. So the hydrotherapy, where we can go back and forth, the cold tubs to the warm water or sauna. There's centers now like the float house that sets that up. There's boxing classes or boxing on your own, shadow boxing So changing our physical state, uh, hitting the bag, getting into uh, blood oxygen levels that are more beneficial, releasing different neurotransmitters, different hormones that support us. And there's also running. There's different types of yoga. There's creative outlets like drawing, uh, like painting, like writing, like singing, All of that stuff are cold expressions of anger where we can get into our zone, release some some rage and and focus in on what we need. And what that does is remove our opportunity to get into our shameful behaviors um, so that we remain healthier in our life. Because all of our goals, no matter what, is to be lovable and accepted. We all want to be seen, and we all want to be accepted. And we need to break the cycle when we see the signs. Those signs are feeling that pressure and observing our behaviors, like our irritability, like our frustration, like our lashing out. And day in and day out in the clinic, when people come into the office and they lay down on the table or they start talking about where their pain is at and we get into their stress, I can see it on their face. I can feel it in their body. And it's in the different patterns like I discussed in episode 13. It's in their neck. It's in their shoulders. It's in their stomach. It's in their bowels. It's in their knees, their hips, all kinds of different things. First, we need to identify it. We need to be honest with ourselves, so that we don't get into the shameful behavior, which is where we're getting to substance abuse and dependency when we're not feeling like we're good enough. And those substances are what we want to numb ourselves and our thoughts. And some of us do not know what shame is. You might be sitting here listening like, what is shame? I don't feel shame. 
I don't understand what shame is. I will behave how I want. I will eat what I want. I will sleep with who I want at the time that I want. I will, I will do what I want. Some of us don't feel shame. And that is not a gift. It is a dysfunction. And it's due to our developing household and our experiences. If we're not knowing what shame is, then we're most likely disconnected from shame in our early life. We might have had a more hostile environment. We might not have been taught different morals and ethics, or we were put into very uh, confrontational situations uh, where different values uh, were kind of guided in a different way. And... That person never felt safe enough to feel the emotion of shame. What have you done to feel shame? If you're disconnected, then you don't know what it feels like. And it's okay. It it is there. It's in our nature. It's in our DNA. It's in our mind frame. It just needs additional support. It just needs additional support to identify it, to pull it out, to understand where we we feel it because that person is further down the track with the momentum. But to identify it, we don't, it doesn't need to be an event. You don't need to have a meltdown. That's what often people run away from in the clinic and in their self-development path. They'll avoid things for quite some time because they make these episodes very eventful in their psyche they think oh if i if i'm gonna go through this big weight loss regime or if i'm going to change my job or i'm going to change my relationship it's going to be this massive event if i have this conversation or communicate my feelings it's it's going to cause so much disruption and again i'm going to repeat the the easiest step is the smallest and it it starts with what we need to do to start the process. Often the, f- the hardest person to forgive is ourself. That's a quote from the book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up in this episode today is because we need to plan coming into 2023. So it starts with the resolutions, and I understand those. I don't personally really undertake those at all. Uh, I used to. But it's more of a lifestyle that I'm wanting to pursue. So it's not just a new year. I might do uh, a focus for the year, but it's not new year, new me. I'm still learning the lessons that I learned in 2022 and 2021 and 2010 and 2005. And I'm taking all of that momentum, the positive momentum, and trying to extinguish and reduce the negative momentum that's built up. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because there's a few micro trends that I'm starting to see in the later part of 2022 and heading into 2023, these micro trends are growing. Uh, 
They're becoming more frequent. There's more rumblings. And what I mean by that is because we see many people a week from all kinds of different backgrounds, you hear different potential changes in society and in the community in Canada and around the globe with discussion of risk of layoffs, with changes in spending with people, with needing to sell their assets, with cashing shares, uh, with different ideas of a recession uh, and a depression or significant changes in the community um, for voting. And so prevention is key. And these rumblings are coming from legal representation, finance individuals, government officials, small business owners. Just like we notice uh, social media changes and small business development and government spending and opportunities over the last uh, 15 years working, there are micro trends that pop up that start before the, the larger scales happen. And so I wanted to share today just a reminder that prevention is key. So take care of you first. Take care of your responsibilities. Check in with your finance. Make your financial plan. Make your freedom plan. So so don't start ordering skip the dishes or DoorDash constantly. Check in with their health. Check in with your mind. Get focused on your health regime. I'm going to work out two to three times a week, four or five times a week, whatever you need. Short duration things. Like don't dedicate yourself to two hours at a time of major workouts to do weight loss. Everything has a compound effect. So healthy choices, eat a little bit healthier, lean meats, lean grass-fed meats, dark green vegetables, healthy fruits, healthy carbs. Get your mindset right with your creative outlets, your strong network. Maybe narrow in on some of your network to who is the most positive in your life who respects you the most in your life and strengthen that network. And this will make you the wealthiest heading into 2023, going into 2024, when things might be a bit difficult, people might be a little bit more negative, people might be a little bit more scathy or leachy or just not really kind to those around them that's when we will feel that extra pressure and i want to get through do that cold expression of anger have that have those easier conversations quicker and to use another quote from the book what is the bravest thing you ever said asked the boy help said the horse What have you been at your strongest, asked the boy. When I have dared to show my weakness, said the horse. 
And the weakness isn't something that is detrimental. The weakness is just not knowing. Not being secure, not being confident. It's not giving up. It's staying curious. We overpower the weakness and and strengthen the weakness when we stay curious. How can we stay curious? We find the humor in the things around us. We explore our sensations. We explore our physical mind. We explore our mental state. And we explore our perceptions. That's why I said to check in with our network and strengthen the network around us and see what, when those communications and those conversations with our spouses or the people around us start to get a little bit difficult they just say hey i'm just trying to explore here what are we doing what is our goal where are we going what do you mean by these words because when we're too tense we get a bit frustrated our voice gets a bit louder and our hot expression of anger and frustration develops so stay curious hey make a joke Um, But use sensitive humor, not insensitive humor. Understand where the person's at. These steps is going to slow down the momentum and strengthen our relationship with ourself and strengthen the relationship with those around you so that we don't have to lose 50 pounds at a time. We don't have to go through a divorce or a separation. We don't have to change our jobs or our careers because we're unhappy Once we're at that stage, once that snowball is so large and that confusion is set in and we're defending ourselves and we're shameful of ourselves and our behavior, those are the pieces that need to be kind of unwound. When we're going through a rehab program, it's because we began dysfunctional, we ignored the signs, or we didn't know how to fix it and we didn't seek expertise so now we're relying on somebody who is gifted enough to solve to help solve our problem and it might take multiple professionals from multiple backgrounds in order to see who can actually identify what will positively influence our life so start small stay curious Stay brave, plan ahead, and as the last quote for today's podcast, when the big things feel out of control, focus on what you love right under your nose, which means stay true and spend time with you. When the big things feel out of control, focus on what you love right under your nose. I wanted to repeat this because I know that I personally forget this sometimes. We get frustrated. We, we build up the momentum. It takes a lot to kind of unwind our tensions. And we get caught up in the narrative and we get caught up in our, in our mind's stories. And 
what we do is we need to stay true and spend time with you. We need to do what serves us. I personally have found a lot of success of replenishing myself by by cooking, by getting into different flavors, by staying curious, by with the trail running, with going on hikes, with exploring new creative outlets like this podcast, like trying new exercises and trying to push my professional development into learning different things. It has helped manage a significant amount of personal and professional stress that went down through 2021 and 2022, significant changes. And that's why I'm sharing this with you through the podcast and throughout the things that I see in the trends with people in the office, on the table, in my own life, in my family's life. Things that I've experienced that where I've been shameful and I've been guilty. And we all go through it. We all hear about it through the different self-development techniques and speakers and YouTube videos. So we all experience it. This is the human language. And this is just another channel. And hopefully this lands on you today. So stay true and spend time with you. Stay curious. Thank you. That is The Bottom Rock.